Man, did Hassan Reddick ever call out the 49ers ahead of their visit to Philadelphia this Sunday? Of course, a rematch of last year's NFC Championship game in which Niners quarterback Brock Purdy was lost to an elbow injury in the very first series of that game. So Reddick said, and I quote, talk is cheap. They get to come back to the link. It was a lot of boo-hoos last year, a lot of crying, a lot of what if. They get a chance to come back in here, line that SH up, and prove it again. Richard Sherman, good idea or bad idea for Hassan Reddick to say what he said? Hey, when you win, Skip, you get to say what you want. You get to say what you want. So it's 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 fine idea with me. At the end of the day, this is a, a, a proven sport. You got to go out there and line it up like he said, and he got to prove and back up his words. Yep. The Niners got to back up the things they've said this offseason. That's what makes it a fun sport. You don't get to hide behind anything. It's also a physical sport. Mm. So you literally have to physically do what you say you're going to do. Are people going to hit you in their mouth? And they're going to hit you in your mouth over and over and over again until you fold. And so this is going to be a fun game to watch. I love all the talking. I love all the energy surrounding it. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's the reset button for me, though, in this situation, right? Last year was last year. That's over with. There's new players on the team. Miles Sanders isn't there anymore. It's Swift now. You may be without Lane Johnson. Who knows? So it's a different – it's just a different – it's a different situation. I have zero problems with him saying anything at all with that being said. Here's the, here's the caveat, though, Skip. You got to show up. Yeah. Because the two sacks right. of forced fumble and knocking Purdy out the game, that was last year. That was last year. Now, it's all cool, fine and dandy. But if they somehow bloody your nose, then these words are going to come back to kind of bite you for a couple days yep. as the talk shows and the, you know, talking heads yep. start to, you know, dive into it. Do I think that he'll come up and show, show that he can play? Yeah, of course the side's going mm-hmm. to show up to the game. But for some reason, Trent Williams gets his hands on him and doesn't allow him to do what he did a year ago in the NFC Championship game, mm-hmm. we are all going to look up and say, wow, oh, God, they neutralize him. Uh, that's what you get for talking, da-da-da. Mm. But if he goes out there and he duplicates this again, we'll be like, man, that's what we're talking about. He's a dog. We love him. Mm. That's how it goes, and he knows that. Mm. This is why he's saying it. He's motivating himself. He's put a target on his right. back along with his teammates that are probably going to rally around him and try and show up to beat the Niners. Mm. Okay. I'm going to give Hassan Reddick this. He has been showing up and showing out. He showed up against my Cowboys. In the fourth quarter, he was all over Dak Prescott. He took him down once, but he was all over him the whole quarter, even though Dak and company were able to go up and down the field. But he had one key sack at a key moment. For, for the season, he's eight and a half sacks, which is tied for 13. So he's not at the top of the top, but, but he's been a force for them across their defensive front that hasn't always been a force. He has been the one who always jumps off my TV screen. So I give you the right to talk on your individual performance. But you guys have heard the old cliche about the empty barrel makes the most noise. It feels like the Eagles defense 
has a lot of empty barrels right now making a lot of noise because just for the record, I'm just spitting facts here. I'm not embellishing. I'm not exaggerating. I'm not making any of this up. The Eagles defense is 20th in points allowed. That's not very good. The Eagles defense is 30th. That's third from the bottom in opponents third down conversions allowed. So points allowed, third down conversions allowed, they're, they're just not very good. And as I said yesterday, over the last four games, all victories, thanks to Jalen Hurts for the most part, four straight times they have won games while allowing an average of 430 yards. They have gotten outgained all four victories, which is hard to do. It's just hard to overcome that many yards, that many, that many, and that many, four straight times for an average of 430 while – this, this past Sunday against Buffalo, Buffalo goes to their place, goes into their house in a rainstorm and has 505 total yards. 505? So my point is, are, are you sure, Hassan, that your teammates can back you up on this? You've written a check. Can they cash for you? Can they help you cash it? Because all year long, the defense hasn't been very good. Skip. Jalen Hurts has made plays to win close games again and again and again. Skip. Yes. They are 10 and 1. Okay. They are 10 what and 1. What are you talking yeah. about? Well, I'm hey, talking what are you about I'll let facts. you go on. Yeah. You're, te- you're telling how me about the rankings. Go, how many teams They're go win a Super one. Bowl with the 20th that, defense and points? Doesn't allowed. matter. They're 10 and 1. I mean, They're 10 the, and 1. the Chiefs have yeah. done it. The Chiefs yeah. have done it. They're 10 and 1. I don't think some, they were some, that bad. Some, I don't think they were 20. Some teams hit in the postseason. Mm-hmm. They hit their stride in the postseason. Okay, offensively, when I won a Super Bowl, yep. we were just saying, okay, whatever. Mm. Get some yards, score some points, whatever. Yep. But when we got to the playoffs, mm. we were a different offense against the 49ers and the Eagles and mm. the Raiders. We were a different offense. Yep. So you can hit and change things around once you get into the postseason. You keep telling me about these yards and what they are and this and that and the other. Man, they're getting ready to have possibly the number one seed in the playoffs mm-hmm. going back through Philadelphia to get there. And you're telling me about their statistical numbers are, in are week they, 12. Are they getting ready to do well, that or are they about ready well, to fall I mean, on their face? I mean, You've been saying that for four weeks now. I mean, they ain't failed yet. How lucky have they, they been? They How lucky have they been? How many passes do the Chiefs drop? See, I don't even want to turn this into a cowboy thing. It's not a cowboy thing. But I am. It's just about the Eagles. I am, though. How lucky have the Cowboys been with this schedule at the beginning of the year playing against a bunch of dogs that's under 500, Skip? You keep talking about lucky. We're about to see, right? You keep telling me, just wait until now. Okay, now it's here. It actually starts starts. on Thursday. I don't know what Seattle's going to do. I don't know if they're going to show up or what. Well, you've been telling me Seattle's better than that. I actually thought they were. Well, do you not think they're not? Obviously, over the last couple weeks, that's not the case. Okay. Because Dallas is only a nine-point favorite. Nine-point favorite? Really? Okay. Now, what were they against the Cardinals, 12? And I'm sorry, Richard, to to derail this to you and skip it and bring up the Cowboys, but – he started talking negative about the Eagles, and right. they're ten and one. Right. Okay, but what did you right. both say you, about the Kansas City game on Monday night? Did the Chiefs not drop six passes, including the, the game winner? Yeah, I picked but the Eagles the to the beat day, them, though, Skip. Yeah, Skip. Yeah. 
Skip, okay, you, this is a proven sport. This isn't about who gets well, lucky. Nobody, nobody remembers. Nobody, nobody the remembers that, Skip. drop six balls in a big game? They, did they, they, lead the league. they lead the league in drops, Skip. Yeah. So they're going to drop passes. Six. They literally Skip, they lead, lead the league, the league in, in drops. I think the number's at like that's, 28 that's now, 29. Yeah. Yes, 28. 28. Didn't, didn't you all agree that? I ain't dropped 28 passes in 11 years. Yeah. They did. They done done that in 11 games. Yeah. Didn't you all say that right. Valdez Scantling should have caught the pass that hit him in the hands? He should have, would have, could have. Hey, I can should've, tell you about, about, about a lot of should have, yeah. could have, would have. That okay. didn't win the game. What actually happened was the Philadelphia Eagles won the game. But let's go back to this San Francisco. I'll give you this. Dak, Dak Prescott in the fourth quarter at yes. Philadelphia threw for 173 yards. Think okay. about that. You do, you're correct. He almost threw he for lost, 200 yeah. yards in the fourth in quarter. In the fourth quarter. Oh, what, if you, what if you go times four? That'd be like throwing for 800 yards on wow. Philadelphia. What, 800 what, yards. What, what, uh, and you just what said. If, what if? What if? You just said if, 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 if the wax is out my ear and I I hear clear, which I think yes, it is. Yeah. You just said yeah. that Hassan Reddick showed up against Dak Prescott at the right time. One time he did. So what? So time. what's the problem? I give you that. So what's the problem? Okay. He what? showed up when he was supposed to. What? If you go up and down the field what on me. good team in a tight division game in the fourth quarter at home allows the opposing passer to throw for 173 yards Skip, just in the Skip, fourth you're quarter. At, you're Skip, answer, you you're answering your own question. No. You're you answering your win. own question. The Philadelphia Eagles are that team. Yes. And they beat you still. Yes. You only scored 23 points in the ballgame. How many like times scored 40 did, points. How many times did the Legion of Boom allow somebody to come into Seattle and throw for 173 in the fourth quarter? I think it didn't happen. But I don't think it ever got happened or not, They still won the game. Yeah. Okay. They still won. They okay. won. They won because my quarterback inexplicably stepped out of bounds. Got to so, stay in so bounds. So now you're going to blame gotta him for the bounds. loss and yeah. give him gotta credit for the bounds. 173? Got to stay in bounds. And my rookie receiver, don't know why we're throwing it to the rookie tight end, but his knee comes down one inch short of the goal So that was a veteran, he his knee when it came down? I don't know. If it had been Dalton Schultz a year ago, maybe he gets it in the end zone. Y'all didn't want Dalton Schultz. Well, Y'all let him walk. Well, well, he was too expensive. Now he's CJ. Can, can we talk about the team that's playing you know the Philadelphia what? Eagles, not yep. the team that lost to him? Well, uh, again, the 49ers, the uh, Keyshawn brought it up, and I closed it. No, I, no I, I did bring it up because you started going down the path no, I didn't even of talking it. about how they did this in the fourth quarter and how they're this in the fourth quarter, yeah. and they're lucky this They've been in four games. Lucky. They're playing on borrowed time. I'm, I'm going to say it again. When are they going to run out of gas, okay. man? Uh, Sunday. It starts Sunday, and it will be followed up the following Sunday when they lose at Dallas. Okay. And then we'll see if they can pick themselves back up after them. that because their schedule does get easier. I thought they were going to lose four of these games, and they very narrowly won at Kansas so, City. So and against you're Buffalo. already wrong. Well, I'm not already wrong. I, I think those are the right ways to go in those games because they lucked out both times. See, I wouldn't call yeah. it luck, Skip. Yeah. You're calling it luck. It's not luck. Well, you, it's just fortuitous That's what happens. That, that touchdown pass, that touchdown pass from Jalen Hurts to whatever my bad name is. Zacchaeus. I can't get it right. Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus. Mm -hmm. That's not luck. Yeah. That's ability to say, you go over there, I'm going to throw it to you. Touchdown. Okay. That's not luck. My right. man, Michael Irvin, sat right next to me yesterday. He's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame as a receiver. 
And he said that A.J. Brown did catch that ball and did move with the ball far enough that it was a catch and, and a Mike, fumble. And, and Mike's well, in guess, the Pro Football what, Hall of Fame, and he's a three-time Super Bowl champion of the Dallas Cowboys, and he wears glasses, mm-hmm. okay? Can't see. Because right. oh, he, he, only made, he only made two steps, as I told Michael yesterday. Huh. You can't see, man. You right. kick that. You gotta make a football move. Skip. One call, just one call, and and the game's over. That ends the game. If Josh Allen and Gabe Davis are on the same page, the game is over. It's just over. More okay? if Bayless. That's, that's lucky. More if Bayless. That's, that's lucky. It's just lucky. They've been lucky. I can go back for four games. I, at Washington, they barely survived, and, and, and then the the game that went to overtime. Ron Rivera doesn't go for two. I just thought he'd just be Riverboat Ron and go for two. And no, it didn't happen. They lost in overtime. Yeah, all right. So I'm just showing you the trend is you keep edge of cliff, edge of cliff, hanging on, hanging on, hanging on. At some point, your your hands are going to slip off the edge of the cliff and you're going to fall. So, Richard. So this is not a championship team, in your opinion, uh, Skip. No. They're Cowboys built, are better than the Eagles. They're not Cowboys built. They're not built. They're not built or building championship caliber umph. They don't have that. The Come from behind. Does. The quarterback has it. Oh, only the quarterback has it. Yeah, not nobody the else. What not did I tell defense. you before the year started? I told you this defense is torchable. So that it was pick, torchable all last year. So that pick that Bradbury got mm-hmm. with route recognition, understanding they. Tried to do that earlier in an empty set, and he completed it to Diggs on the opposite side. This time around, they tried it again by flipping the formation. He recognized it. Mm-hmm. He squeezed enough, stepped up, and picked it. That's not championship? Josh Allen leads the league in turnovers. But that's not what, I, leads a- but that's not what I asked you. Those At some point, he's going to throw you one, and you just better be ready to catch it. He's Brett Favre all over He didn't over throw again. it to Bradbury. Bradbury, he went and got it. This it's is a, a corner, that, a corner on our show can tell you. Yeah. He went and got it. We're talking about the same corner that Debo called trash and would not back off. We're going to talk about it a little later in the show, but he called him trash after and, the championship game last year and will not back off this week. And so, Skip, so Skip, again, uh, everything you're saying applies to the Cowboys. They have beat nobody. Ooh, so what you're, saying, what you're saying doesn't, doesn't compute. Okay. This 10 so, one team okay, has beat so, three eight-win teams, and y'all have beat nobody over 500. Okay. But y'all are better than them. Okay, is New Seattle somebody? Do you think somebody is coming to? Yeah, I think, I think, see, I think Seattle's a good team. I think they Seattle's going to beat y'all. I, okay. I, I'm picking Dallas to beat them, Richard. I think Seattle is good. I just think this, they, they're in a funk right now. Uh-oh. You're catching them at the right time. Oh, we got excuses. But there's no the excuse. How is that an excuse? Along. Well, you've been telling me that. Uh, I'm, not, allow, I'm not allowed to change my mind. Okay, well, you are. Are you changing? I'm, I'm saying, if you asked me four weeks ago, well, like you did about Seattle, mm-hmm. I would have said Seattle's going to beat you. Okay. Now that we are closer to the game, because these things do change. Okay. Seattle does not look the same as they did several weeks ago. Okay. So in the Cowboys against the cupcake tomato cans that mm-hmm. they've been playing, yep. look in sync. Mm. So, yes. You are better than Seattle right now. Mm. Doesn't mean that you're going to win. I'm picking you to win, but does not oh, mean. Oh, now you're picking Dallas? Oh, yeah, I'm going to pick Dallas to win. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. Richard tried to tell you. He knows Seattle inside now. I, I'm he picking. says Seattle's I'm, better than Dallas. And he may be right. Mm. I'm just telling you what I see with my eyes. Okay. 
Well, I've told you, I dug in on this. Dallas has now won 13 straight games at home. It will go to 14, and it will go to 15. <sighs> and all of a sudden, Dallas and Philadelphia will be tied at 10-3. and three. And then we'll see what happens down the stretch. I, I've been saying it. Won't be the case, Skip. You got to go to you got to go to Buffalo, man. Mm-hmm. You got to yeah. go to Miami. Yes, we do. And Detroit is mad yeah. right now. Okay, here they're comes mad Detroit. right now. Bring them on, please, at home. And before you get Dallas. through that, you got to go through Seattle yep. and Philadelphia. Yeah, it starts. It starts now. So what? What you got us finishing? Like missing the playoffs? Or? No, no, I got you. I got you right where you at. Fifth seed. Right. Oh, fifth seed. That's so where you. Know, that's where you're at. If, if the playoffs start today, it's the Eagles, Niners, Lions. I have to laugh at this. The Falcons That's where they always are. and the okay. Cowboys. So, Keyshawn, you have yep. us losing then to Philadelphia, at Buffalo, at Miami. That's three. To Detroit at home. Yep. That's four. No, I think you – I honestly think you might beat Detroit at might home. Might beat Detroit? You but I think you lose. I think you lose in Buffalo. And, six. Yeah. and I think you certainly lose in Miami. Certainly lose in Miami. Yeah, I think you're going to lose Keyshawn. three in a row. Okay. I think you're going to lose to Philly. Okay. Buffalo and Miami. Really? That's what I think. Okay. But I could be wrong. You know, we got that on tape. I, I don't give a it. damn. Well, we got it. We just got it. And I love it. All right. And six. We need to talk some NBA because we got to talk about what happened to LeBron last night for better and for worse. John Sally joins me to go deep on LeBron. Spider-Man. record. Here we go. No mercy. No mercy. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life, from gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash UndisputedPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash UndisputedPod. Your mental health journey begins here. Have I ever been looking forward to this? Brooklyn is in the house. (laughs) We are joined now by a man who won four NBA rings, two with the Pistons, one each with the Bulls and the Lakers. You've seen him in a whole bunch of movies, most notably Bad Boys, Bad Boys 2. You've seen him in a whole bunch of TV shows. Would you believe I even worked with this man occasionally on the old Best Damn Sports Show right here in this very studio? And here we are again, John Sally. Welcome to you. It's been a while, but here we are again, together again. Still doing it. I'm still doing it. Still making everybody yell. I am. (laughs) And speaking of still doing it, last night in Philadelphia, LeBron James set the all-time NBA record for minutes played, regular season and postseason combined. 
That's 66,319 minutes LeBron has now played with no end in sight. So, John, you, you played 12 NBA seasons, yet about 50,000 fewer minutes than LeBron did. 50,000 fewer than LeBron, but you played 12 seasons. Right. So please attempt to put LeBron's new record in an old school perspective. Well, this is the deal. I, we went down, we were downstairs and we figured out, I think he played 30 for more days than I did, if you would have put it together. <laughs> like total 24-hour days. 24-hour oh, days. Okay. All right. But this is what you got to realize. <laughs> like, this kid was designed to play basketball, mm. right? And I'm going to call him a kid because he's still no, younger he than me, yeah. no, even I got though he's, a, uh, he's considered an old man in sports. It, it's, it's amazing. This is what he was bred to do, right? This is what he came out. He got his body strong. He's smarter than everybody else. He, he stays. Is. I think he can play. Maybe as long as Tom Brady. Maybe till he's 45 really? years old. You think? Yeah, because right now it looks like he's stronger than he's ever been. <sighs> okay. Right? He looks better than he did when he was 28. I, I would agree with that. Yet you played for a really old school basketball team in Detroit. Yeah. It was a hard-nosed team. It was a physical basketball team. You took your pounds of flesh. Right. You played against to me the greatest, Michael Jordan, but you had your Jordan rules where you were going to knock him down as he elevated. He was a high contact player. LeBron might be an even higher contact player right. than Jordan was because I keep saying he's the greatest driver of the basketball I've ever seen, but he takes high punishment every night, not getting the calls the way he used to. But given the amount of contact he takes, how shocking is it to you that, that he he, go, he looks stronger than ever. Well, this is the deal. We compare him to Michael Jordan. I think we should compare him to Magic Johnson. Okay. He's, he's the same height. Yep. He plays point guard. He does. Uh, Michael didn't play point guard. No. Michael never came up and played point guard. Plus, he, the, the, he looks to the ref to give him a lot of calls. Very Magic Johnson. <laughs> Screaming when he goes to the basket. Yep. Yo, ref. So, I just feel that back in the day when you got hit, I was allowed to hit you hard and raise my hand and call it a good foul. Okay, harder than now. Yeah, like, like now, if you grab a guy going down court, it's a take foul, it's it a is. breakaway foul, it's yeah. let's see what's happening in New York City, let's see what's happening in Timbuktu, everything is, is so detailed, rerun it back, somebody telling you to do a replay. It's not the same. There's no hand checking, right? There's no guys, uh, God willing, there's no guys who are, uh, have to win or have to play because they got to pay their rent this week. These mm. guys are, are sitting back. And it's him going to the basket, playing harder, more direct, more focused than everybody else. Uh, that's why I think he can play until he's 44. If he had played in your day, he would have been hit much harder more often? A lot. A lot harder. harder. As in clotheslines, as in submarines? As in knees to the thigh. Okay. As in... Uh, trying to come through the lane, stand you straight up. You used to be allowed to do that. Yeah. You used to be allowed to say, this is a man's uh, section inside the paint. <laughs> yeah. Don't come inside there. Yeah. If guards came in and they got knocked down by the big man, the ref didn't say anything. He like, no. should have took a short jumper. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was entirely different mm. than it is now. Downhill now. Plus, what I'm noticing is every team runs the same exact play. There's no different play. Everyone runs high pick and roll. They do. We won two championships in Detroit on a pick and roll. We called it the go play, but we pulled it to the side. Mm. And 
the rules were a lot different. We changed all the rules. With Isaiah and Lamb beard. Isaiah and Lamb beard. Yeah. Lamb would shoot. Yeah. Once in a while, I would run it. Isaiah would throw an alley-oop. Uh, it depends on what guy they wanted out of the lane. When I watch now, like last night I'm watching, uh, and I'm, I'm watching AD fade away. But when he doesn't fade away, when he doesn't get out of the way yeah. of somebody, he plays like Embiid. Embiid will go straight and knock you in the face and mm-hmm. not care. That's, That's the basketball true. I'm what used you to did. seeing. Yeah. Talk about your Jordan rules because Sam Smith ended up writing a book about the rules by which you, 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 what contained Michael? You didn't stop him, obviously, but well, you contained him. Well, we stopped him. We stopped him for like three years. Yeah, don't well, want to piss anybody off. But uh, yeah. but the difference was if he comes inside the lane, we we just pushed him left. Our rules were we pushed him left. It just seemed like we put him on his back because he was doing so much, so many acrobatics in the air. But we let Joe Dumas just put 220 pounds and push him left, and we all came because we knew he wouldn't pass the ball. So that was our rules. When he got the ball, depending on which way he was going, if he went left, let him keep going left. Did you try to hit him harder than you did most opponents when you took your shot? Um, I plead the fifth. Can you, you plead, plead the, the fifth? fifth or? Yes, you can. You can plead the fifth. <laughs> no, we, didn't, we hit everybody hard. That was the way. When I got in the league, um, Moses Malone hit me. I always talk about Maurice Lucas tried to break my wrist and told me don't ever touch him. So, I mean, mm. I have been around some, some psychos, some real men, as Keyshawn would say, guys who have the baby seat in the back who mm-hmm. have to do this because the kids men. in private school. Mm. The, it was entirely different thought. Mm. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't a fashion show all the time. It was, it was we're here to do business, and if you're in the way, you're in the way. Okay, so... What is most incredible to me about LeBron's longevity is that I'm knocking on wood because I don't even like to talk about it. But you realize no knee issues, no surgery, no Achilles, no surgery, no shoulder issues, no surgery. He's had bad ankles to the point they're getting a little arthritic from what I'm told, but he he powers through it. So he's not had what Kobe had last couple of years, his body just failed him. It betrayed him. It broke down to the point Kobe just couldn't tough through it anymore. Right. Right? Right. So how how blessed has LeBron been to get this far without anything serious at all? Well, the deal is, as I understand, he spends a million dollars a year on his body. Probably more, but right. yeah. Which is like ten thousand dollars to him, mm-hmm. right? On his body, sure. maybe. Because that's what you suppose. Maybe five dollars to him. Maybe five dollars yeah. to him. Mm-hmm. Like you remember when you watch Rocky and they had Dragon, and they after the game they gave him IVs, mm-hmm. they they put him on a machine, mm-hmm. they checked out what is when. LeBron has that. LeBron has now the idea that he's running his body like a Formula One car. Mm-hmm. He's not running his body like a clunker or like a a, a smash up. He literally understands what it is. He understands what he's eating. He knows when he's eating. He knows what supplements, what nutrients it needs. Um, and that's how you take care of your body. All the smart guys now, too, and they're doing everything in plyometrics. They're understanding how the body works, how the ankles work. Um, just the foundation sometimes gets weak. But I'm not going to say arthritic. I just think he realizes if I keep doing the things that are necessary and not do the things. Remember, a lot of guys did a lot of things back in the day. First thing, you know, there was a rush to the bar after the game. If you keep putting all that sugar and alcohol mm-hmm. in your body, it's going to break down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by I the way, you've been a big vegan right. enthusiast 
from the start, right? Yeah, since 90, since 91, I've been yeah. on this path of trying to stay alive longer. Most athletes, most professional basketball players don't live to 60. They die of congestive really? heart failure. Yeah, mm. it's, it's I crazy. I know that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm almost there, and I hope to get past there. Um, so you look great. Thank, no, I, I, I agree. You got it going. Skip, I, you're, you're you know the LeBron what? of your, your I, age. I right? couldn't say it better myself. Yeah. Yeah, I saw his grades behind the die on there his. There's a too. little, I yeah. saw that last I night. I couldn't get my die in this morning. But uh, <laughs> yeah, when, when you take care of it, this is the only body I have. This is the only life I have. So my mentality was to take care of it, do the best I can with it. I've saw what it's like when guys have to limp, can barely walk, uh, hard to stand up. I'm not that. So you're saying that. History would show us that most NBA players don't make it to 60, yeah. yet you got LeBron making it to 45 playing, playing basketball. Now, this is the trip, too. He's not mm. just playing just out there. Mm. He's, he's literally hooping. He's jumping. He can dunk every time night. he goes to the basket. Sure he can. Felt like. Yeah. Um, when I see a guy take off and do a crazy dunk, I go, no, 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 you got to come down. You know, that's, mm -hmm. that's what hurts your legs. Um, and just so everybody understands, so I don't get quoted on saying that, just in 2016, 11 NBA players died of congestive heart failure. Oh, wow. Now, it's the food, mm -hmm. right? It's the food they put in. It's, it's what they, like I said, what they drink, mm -hmm. the oils they put in their body. Mm -hmm. All of that stuff has to be paid attention. Well, I think LeBron knows all of the above. I think yeah. he's been way ahead of that curve, and there's no reason physically that if, if you have the right information that you can't go on as long as your fire is still burning hot right. unless you just get sick and tired of all that goes into it or having to be on the road for 41 games a year. Well, right? you're 58. How does it mm -hmm. feel 58. to be 58? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go run it. Run with it. Let right. me tell you, I know, I remember Kevin Hart did a great joke when he said, when he called to his friends, now, hey, how you doing? He goes, oh, man, you know, they start talking about all the ailments. <laughs> that happened. You start saying, oh, my ankle is still bad. My elbows hurting my back. You know, yeah. my God, my eye is winking. Mm -hmm. All of those things kick in. So if all of the athletes, which we're going to talk about later, if mm -hmm. they were just to focus, like I look at, I look at Westbrook, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm seeing things because I became a health coach. I'm like, oh, his liver is, his liver is suffering. That's really? where the anger is coming from. Yeah, that's oh. where the dark part of his okay. eye is. You know, so I always had it. I, I see these kind of things and I go, Man, if he were to change his diet, if he were to drink water mm -hmm. this way, if he were to literally have more sodium in his water, more Celtic sea salt in his water. I, I always talk this all the way through. Even my teammates like Rick Mahorn, when I was talking to him, I think it was like 11 years ago now, he goes, I didn't know you were into this. Mm. I go, yeah, man. When I started realizing I can live almost forever mm. or as long as I want to live, mm. that's what I chose to do. Okay, so LeBron is living forever as forever. an NBA player. You know, LeBron no. is going to, we're going to run in, and I watch this show, we're going to run in and talk about the greatest of all time, all the time. This guy is, is probably going to be, because they're going to have nothing else to talk about when he owns every stat. Mm. Once he owns every okay, stat, yet everything all, else is going to be emotional. Okay, but they're all longevity stats, right? Just right. because he's playing longer. Right. Because we talk all the time on the show, Jordan versus LeBron, but he has now played, well, he, he will have played um, 
twice as you know he's going on twice as much as LeBron because he's he's already a half of of LeBron's career. I mean, sorry, half of Jordan's career ahead of Jordan on right. total minutes played. That's right? what makes you great. Yeah. Right. So great if he plays, if he plays as long as you say, he's going to double Jordan in minutes played. And and and, and I think Michael, if Michael would have had the. The tutelage and the trainers. Yeah, great trainers. Hey, great Tim Grover is the best. Yeah, I, I yeah. love Tim. And by the way, he went to get Tim Grover mm-hmm. after the first time you guys literally knocked him out of the postseason. Yeah, like literally knocked him out. When, when right? I was when I was on the Bulls, man, he would just Grover would you, just look at me funny, and I knew he? what he meant. Yeah, really. He Interesting. Was like, yeah, he would just look at me funny. I was like, hey, man, what had happened? I just did what I had to do. Well, you did do what you did. Maybe that's why you became a bull. Maybe that's why he blessed you to be a bull. Yeah, love uh, Jerry Cross for that. And, uh, yeah, I love being a bull. I tell you, it was like being with the Beatles, Elvis, uh, Michael Jackson. That, it, it was all of that. Because of that guy. That guy. The original 23. Okay, yeah. so we go back and forth. I'm a big Jordan guy. Keyshawn Richard are big LeBron guys. You say you, you want to compare him more to Magic than yes. Michael, but if you do compare him to Michael, which way are you going? Who would you rather have on your team? Michael Jordan. Thank you. Because? <clears throat> I, I compared it this way. There's Fab, there's Fab uh, Winter Breeze, and there's Fab Summer Breeze. <laughs> okay. But there was, first it was Fab Soap Detergent. That's yeah. Michael. Right. So in order for them to be and do what they're doing now, Somebody had to trail the blaze. Mm. Uh, blaze the, the trail. Do you understand? It. Yeah. Um, and I think Michael did that. Michael, remember, there was no basketball players doing commercials like this. Mm-hmm. There was no basketball players doing movies. Well, Kareem. But Michael and David Falk and that whole thing, they literally transcend just from being on the court mm. to being everything. Mm. And without Michael, without the original, none of the copies. Okay, but just going up against him, Competitor to competitor, what was it like to compete against that force of nature? You don't sleep well. No. And I, I used to have to worry more about Larry Bird and Magic because, you know, I had to, I had to guard him. But when you play against MJ, and now so many TV shows, I would say, well, he's not the greatest of all time. He's only greatest in the 90s. That's because I know how to do television, right? But in reality, mm-hmm. none of us slept well when we played against Michael, mm. right? We wind up having a... a unbelievable con- concentration. And that's another thing I see a lot of guys. They don't have concentration mm. that can stay the entirety of the game. Mm. Um, LeBron has it. LeBron has that. Um, Westbrook has that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but just staying in the games, focused. But I would, if I had to pick one, I would pick MJ because if I was on the same team, I would want to be on the court. There you go. Yeah. Bingo. Well said. All right. John will rejoin us to talk about LeBron's game last night, the worst loss of his career in just a few minutes. But up next, we need to get back to Shaq Lawson, who apologizes but gives a deeper explanation of why he went after that Eagles fan last Sunday in Philly. That's next. No mercy. No mercy. No mercy. When it comes to travel, We all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there 
and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this, crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right, Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me, that's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo, to that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride or dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. Now it's your turn. Hashtag undisputed live. Here we go. First tweet from True Story. It's official. LeBron is the goat of getting run out of the gym with that 44-point L. I know that guy. That's from the last dance. Love that. Next up, Hank says, yeah, you can't avenge a playoff loss with a regular season win. Speaking of 49ers and Eagles. Oh, I know that guy, too. That's from early first take days. Oh, to be young again, right? And finally, this is Eric, who says, shout out to Sherm for being a trooper today. Richard Sherman has that dog in him, and he is fighting back, (laughs) fighting through it. Way to go, Richard. I appreciate it. All right. Let's talk Bill Belichick. He now says he's enjoying coaching as much as ever, even though, of course, the Patriots are two and nine. So, Keyshawn, should that guarantee Belichick will be coaching the Patriots next season? Nothing is a guarantee, but I can for sure you he'll be coaching the Patriots next year. It's not a guarantee, but I can for sure you that. And the reason I say this is because he earned the right to do so. Okay, this is not a new owner coming into a situation. This is not... Jerry Jones and Tom Landry. This is, this is not that situation where all of a sudden there's a new owner and says, I don't want we need to clean all of this up. There's a foundation that has been set there. And Mr. Kraft and, and, and Jonathan Kraft, his son, they know that. They understand that. Mm-hmm. And when you look at it, yes, there is no Tom Brady. They've lost uh, several games this year by Dozens and dozens on top of dozens and dozens of points. Their quarterback play is lackluster. There's no question about it. It's been that way basically since Tom left. They understand that. But Belichick hasn't changed. He hasn't changed. Well, is that maybe the problem? No, that's not the problem because he can still coach football. The problem is he doesn't have players. And until you get players, okay, because if you took Bill Belichick and you got rid of Bill Belichick, you don't think that other owners would be lined up on the jetway, uh, uh, on a tarmac, trying to get him to get on their planes and have a conversation? Absolutely, 100%. 
because he can still coach. This is what he's saying. He's saying he's enjoying it. Nothing's changed for him. Mm. Now, going out and getting some players is going to be key. Right now, they're sitting in a third position in the draft if it was to be today. Do I think that they'll still be sitting at the number three spot come draft time? No. I think what Bill will do is he'll trade out of that spot and, and him and his new personnel guy or whatever the case may be will try to figure out how to utilize that top pick to build that roster. Mm. And that's the smart way to do things because I don't think that a young quarterback would come in and all of a sudden change life for Bill Belichick. I just don't see it. Mm. Well, wait a second. Then, Is then he the personnel the director, right? Well, that, yeah. Look, Skip, we all know he was the personnel director. Mm -hmm. We all know that it has not, they have not hit for many years, many years. on some of their picks. <laughs> yeah. Okay, there we know that. That's not, a, that's not hidden. But over the course of time in New England, Richard, what he has done, or what has happened to him, is he's lost a lot of people from a personnel standpoint that was helping him along the way. And he took a lot of it on himself toward the end of the Tom Brady tenure. Mm. And that's where things went south. Okay, go, right, Richard. But if, if you got nobody to blame but yourself in that situation, it sounds like. And, and I think, to your point, you said it before, Key, that maybe it's time for him to give up all of that. Like, maybe yes. you're not involved in personnel at all. And they bring somebody else. They bring a whole team of people. That's what they do. They make these decisions. They get you the talent. They make the free agency decisions. And you coach the talent they give you. It'd be different than any other time in his tenure, I think. But I think that's the right decision. I mean, at this point, the, the history has spoken for itself. I mean, his draft pits, picks in terms of the receivers he's passed on, the receivers he's picked, um, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it's, it, it speaks for itself. But, but saying that you continue with Mac Jones at, at quarterback, I, I mean – I don't no, know. I don't, I don't think, think they're going to continue either. with Mac Jones. I just don't think that he's going to value the quarterbacks in this year's draft sitting at three when there's so much other stuff that they need. That's all I'm then saying. What do you do at quarterback? Maybe there's a free agent out there. Maybe there's a trade out there that comes to bear for him. Maybe, maybe there's a Kirk Cousins in his sight. I don't know, but I don't think that he would go rookie quarterback again. I just don't I just don't see that happening. OK, Keyshawn and I have gone back and forth and back and forth about this, but I have been steadfast, in my opinion, since this show started September 6th of 2016. What happened in New England was 75 percent Tom Brady, I believe, is the leader, the playmaker, the driving force of that team. First six Super Bowls they won together. Tom won them with game-winning drives in the fourth quarter or overtime. He was the leader of the locker room. He kept that locker room in check when that locker room wanted to revolt against old-school Bill Belichick and all of his verbal abuse. And if I just look at the record of Bill Belichick without Tom Brady, it is now 62-81. and 81. That includes his time in Cleveland, obviously. He was there for one, two, three, four, four years in Cleveland. 62 and 81 is 19 games under 500. I just think, as I said before all this started, as soon as Tom Brady walked out the door, I said Bill will get exposed. And I believe he's getting exposed in New England because it's getting worse and worse. 
because he is buying the groceries, as your coach Parcells once said. Belichick obviously was a great defensive coordinator for Parcells. And I believe that Bill has always been one of the best defensive minds in the history of football. But that doesn't make him a great CEO, a great commanding officer, a great slash GM personnel director. So he's buying all the groceries. And at some point, Robert Kraft is going to have to make a really tough decision, I believe. And he's going to have to move into a new era without Bill Belichick. I believe it should be after this year. And I think that quote yesterday from Bill was throwing down the gauntlet to Mr. Kraft saying, I'm having as much fun as I've ever had, and I want to go on and on and on. And at some point, either Robert or his son, Jonathan, they're, they're going to say, you know what? Enough is enough. And I, I, I'm with you, Keyshawn. They might line up for Bill Belichick. But maybe at this point, this stage, this age in his career, maybe he needs a change of scenery like Tom needed it. Tom goes right. to Tampa, right. and first year he wins the Super Bowl. Everything was new and different. And he had a great run in Tampa. Maybe Bill could have a revived great run elsewhere, or in Arizona or somewhere. I don't know. Wherever it no, might Arizona, be. Arizona just hired the coach. Why do you want to send him to Arizona? Not, I'm, just, I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, you just start over. But, but what I'll say is you don't want to be a turnstile organization either. You don't want to be the, the Carolina Panthers. You don't want no. to be an organization that's head coach after head coach. And you, your, your cupboard is bare. So there's going to be another bad season, I would guess, following this one. So yeah. if you bring a new coach in there and he has a bad season in New England, you're sitting there, you're going to fire him? You're going to fire him right away because they're going to have no patience. They don't have no patience for Bill Belichick. So if you don't got patience for Bill Belichick, yeah. you're not going to have patience for the next coach to come in. So then you're going to be firing coach after coach, blaming coach after coach. If this coach can't do it, then I think, I mean, I think you let him at least get you back to some kind of stability. You know, you don't want to go a two-win, two-win, three-win season and put another coach in this situation that's, I mean, they're not putting a situation to succeed. They're putting in a situation where they don't have enough talent to go in there and, and, and make a difference in the AFC East. So they're going to have another bad season. You're going to be talking about firing them. You don't want to get into that, that scenario. If, if I had to forecast the future, of the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick and the Kraft family, this is how I see it, Skip. Bill Belichick's not going anywhere. Is there going to be some changes potentially to the front office in terms of getting him the necessary eyes so he can do his job coaching and do a better job of teaching some of the younger players that potentially can come in there? Yes. That's what I believe. You sure Bill you, would accept you, that? Absolutely. Boy, absolutely. He's he had iron-fisted he, control he of that had, franchise? He's always had iron-fist control. He will still have iron-fist control. Everything, all, what do they say, all the, all the buck stop here, whatever they, that is saying is, yeah. everything will stop with him. Doesn't mean that Bill will just let somebody come in and you take it and coach it and beat. No, no, that's not going to happen. What's going to happen is, much like all Thomas Dimitrov, uh, uh, Scott Pioli, mm -hmm. all of those guys did is they helped facilitate the players for him to make a decision on. Okay, but Bill had final say. As but Bill had, had final say. say. Mm -hmm. And if you go back and you look at, uh, let's call it short history, and you look at those guys that were there with him in the front office and the personnel, they were drafting Richard Seymour's of the world. Okay, they drafted those guys. 
They found Asante Samuel. They made decisions on Julian Edelman whether or not he was going to be the guy. Do we like him? Let's move from quarterback to receiver. They did all those things. They found Gronkowski. It wasn't all Bill. I don't know. Bill did a lot of flying no, to no, a lot of workouts. All coaches fly yeah. to workouts. But the scouts and the personnel people yeah. are the ones that is basically uh, 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 compiling the information so you could decipher a difference between this tight end, this tight end, this tight end, this tight end. Mm -hmm. And they give it to you. Now you look at it, but it's in short order for you. I think that is where Bill missed. He missed on those sort of things. Now he's been able to go out there and fly around and look at a guy that no one thought of and say, well, I like him, mm -hmm. opposed to those other eyeballs. Once he gets those other eyeballs back, Tom Brady just spoke on this the other day. He just spoke on it. How people are talking about Bill needs to move on. That's not true. He just needs some help. He needs some more eyeballs. That's all. Okay. So before that draft, the Mac Jones draft, I sat right in this chair and I was on record, not the answer. And Bill went up and got him. He's just not the answer. But Bill thought he was the answer. Well, you got so two people. Think into. about it. You got two people that you're close to. Yeah. That's at the University of Alabama. On top of multiple Alabama players that you selected in the past. Yeah. You got Bill O'Brien. Mm -hmm. And you got one of your good friends in Nick Saban. Yep. What you think they're going to say? Ah, Mac can't play. Even though you might see something, who you think he's going to listen to? Skip Bayless okay, or, you, you or gotta, Nick Saban? You got to rise above. You, you got to see it yourself. Sometimes it doesn't work like that, though. Yeah. This is a, a relationship business, too, now. All right, Richard, last word. Will he be back next year? Yeah, yeah, he'll be back. Okay. He'll be back. He has to be back. And is that the, that's the right move? Yeah, that's the right move because otherwise you're setting somebody up to fail. You're setting up the next coach to fail in New England and be booed out of the stadium in their first year. You don't want to do that either. Okay. Poor Patriot fans. They had a lot of glory. They're about to face a lot more. Bill misery. going to the Cowboys. Are, never mind. No, he's not. Well, These are the dark days. We got a play caller. Oh, now now y'all got a coach and a play caller. You see how slick we, he we is, might Richard? Have the best play caller in now football. they got a play caller. Okay. Hey, Mac, go. They, they losing in playoffs. I want to yep. see what you say after watch, Sunday. Watch it. All right.